You're listening to China Africa Talk. Jambo ni Bridget akikuletea kipindi kinachohusiana na China na Africa. Vous écoutez le dialogue sino-africain avec Bridget. Everything China, everything Africa. Olá, você está ouvindo China Africa Talk com Bridget. Sayidati wa sadati marhaban bikum fi al-hawar al-siniy al-arabi ma'a Bridget. A warm welcome to you from wherever you're tuning in from. I'm Bridget Mutambin and I'm glad you can join us today on your favorite podcast or selected radio frequency in Africa. Now, as usual, I'm here to bring you news and discussions on what's happening with China and Africa. And in today's episode, we look at South Africa's tourism industry and how it can attract more Chinese travelers. Among other plans, South Africa's tourism ministry is aiming to lure more Chinese travelers by introducing additional flights from China and simplifying the visa application process for Chinese nationals. These efforts are part of a strategy to boost tourism from China to South Africa. I recently caught up with Patricia Delisle, South Africa's tourism minister, for insights on how her country plans to step up measures to lure more Chinese tourists and the role private sector and SMEs can inclusively play in the strategic development of tourism between China and South Africa. Thank you for joining us today on China Africa Talk. It's a great honor and pleasure. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, now, my first question is, um, the South African government is considering a, a visa waiver for Chinese and Indian nationals in an effort to boost tourism from the world's most populous uh, nations. Could easing visa requirements have a significant impact on South Africa's tourism industry? And what else is being done at all levels of government to tackle insecurity at tourism destinations? Oh, most definitely um, in the context of BRICS and China and India being a, a founding members of BRICS. We met uh, during the BRICS summit um, in South Africa and afterwards the tourism ministers of, of uh, the BRICS countries met in October. And one of the issues raised was why not? Uh, Brazil and Russia has got a dispensation that allows visitors to visit South Africa with a visa waiver for up to 90 days. Right. And China and India was really saying, why not us? And that's why as South Africa, we are working on that. But both China and India they have been connected to a system called the e-visa system, whereby uh, people can apply online at the comfort of their homes. But we are currently experiencing some technical problems there. And uh, that is why we are here in China to also sort out and make it more convenient for travelers uh, to, um, to apply for a visa. But as you know, the value of bringing in China and India into South Africa, the benefit is massive for the continent. Because we are arranging regional tours, group tours. And so when people come to visit South Africa from India and China, they can proceed to visit Kenya. They can go to Zimbabwe. And so the marketing of Africa as a brand, the continent, is important for all African states to do. 
what we do need to do in Africa to benefit from the large numbers from China and India is we need to improve air access for people to fly within the continent. Currently, it's not very easy. Sometimes uh, African countries has to travel out of Africa and get a connecting flight in Europe and then fly back to Africa. So at that Rwanda conference a few weeks ago, we'd agreed uh, that um, we must now implement the single air access market for the continent okay. that was agreed on more than 10 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I'd like to know, following the successful hosting of the BRICS Summit in South Africa, uh, South Africa Tourism Authority hosted the BRICS Tourism Ministers Meeting in Cape Town with the theme of sustainable and inclusive tourism recovery. Yes. What was the inspiration behind this theme? As much as we would like more people to travel around the world, we also have to protect the earth and we have to develop green, sustainable tourism. Right. Now, sustainability is not just only about green. Uh, it is social sustainability, economic sustainability. And in many of our countries that are developing tourism as a major source of job creation. In South Africa, we have got a very high unemployment rate and the bulk of the unemployed are semi-skilled and unskilled. Mm. So there are great opportunities for training within uh, sustainable tourism and also inclusive tourism, mm. meaning that we need to make sure that our communities benefit more from tourism, that our communities in our respective BRICS countries are involved in the planning, entertainment, and the hosting of, of, of tourists uh, in our country. Example, um, Airbnb. Mm -hmm. um, South Africa signed an agreement with Airbnb mm -hmm. that are now providing training opportunities for people in working class, middle class houses mm -hmm. that has never rented a room for Airbnb to show them the benefit of um, renting a room and how they can market that particular experience. But finally, it will also create an income mm -hmm. for the house owner, extra income, which you normally would have not had. Mm -hmm. And that is without going into great expense uh, to prepare a room for that. We have also signed an agreement with Google. Okay. And that again is that, um, in terms of new offerings within South Africa, it's not that they've not been there before, we have just not done enough to promote uh, tourism by taking people out to our townships, mm -hmm. uh, to our villages, to our small towns. There are many hidden gems, I call them, in those areas for tourists to experience. and. Um, Google will then help us uh, to uh, put on the map yeah. these uh, other tourist attractions that we have. And that's sharply linked to cultural tourism, yeah. uh, to the heritage of our countries. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Africa's got a rich heritage. Yeah. 
So, um, again, what we do in South Africa, there's always a spin-off for the rest of the continent. Okay. Yes. In addition to that, I wanted to know how, how's the BRICS uh, anticipated to impact global reputation building for tourism? I, to illustrate is that um, South African Airways started mm-hmm. a flight between Cape Town, Johannesburg and Sao Paulo on the 1st of November. Okay. And with that flight, um, as much as we want uh, tourists from Brazil to come to the continent, Mm -hmm. we also need to encourage uh, South Africans and Africans in the continent to travel to Brazil. And so we signed a joint marketing agreement uh, to make sure that uh, the flight from South Africa to Brazil takes South Africans and countries, regional countries around South Africa Mm -hmm. that can fly to Johannesburg and connect from there. So we signed a joint marketing agreement uh, to grow the numbers Mm -hmm. because the potential is there. We just need to, I always say to my African brothers and sisters, that the world owes us nothing. We have to go out and market ourselves. Yes. wondered what's actually going on in Africa through the perspective of an African? How are things really going between China and Africa? What's the narrative of this relationship? Well, get a perspective with China-Africa Talk. Hear from African diplomats, entrepreneurs, academics, Chinese natives and more. Get on our wavelength every week to find out what's real with China-Africa Talk. Find us on your favorite podcast. We'll see you there. And as emerging markets develop new attractions and tap into new visitor source markets, they are leveraging on technology and sustainable development in line with emission targets. Now, what else is South Africa tourism industry doing to tap into new visitor source market and at the same time ensuring safety, progression and sustainability? Technology is a key priority for us. Uh, We experience it in the Chinese market now. You cannot do marketing and promotion without connecting to the internet, to social media. And therefore, um, we are renegotiating our contract with Tencent, a technology company in China, to uh, promote South Africa, to promote the rest of the continent. But we're also talking to other big tech companies here in China because that is where most of the Chinese potential visitors to our country will look and see what is there to offer. Mm -hmm. So you cannot really market, especially to young people Mm -hmm. who are just on the internet. Uh, You know, if you want to encourage them to visit, you you have to use technology. So Mm -hmm. partnerships with the big tech companies in, in, in China we started working on it already. Okay. Yeah. Okay, lovely. And what role could the private sector and SMEs inclusively play in the strategic development of tourism between China and South Africa? Just now you mentioned yeah. something about how you, you're putting, uh, using, uh, approached Google to put some small places in South Africa yeah. on the map. Um, what else, uh, what role could the private sector and the SMEs do inclusively to play, uh, play in the strategic development in the tourism between China and South Africa? 
partnership between the public and the private sector is vital. Mm -hmm. But we need to agree a fund. What is the role and function of each one? Mm -hmm. The role and function of a government, of the public sector, is to create the conditions conducive for the tourism sector to grow and jobs be created by the private sector. Right. So government must make sure that we streamline, for instance, our visa applications. Um, we must make sure that we have got an airlift strategy that tourists can come to South Africa. So all the legislative requirement and policy issues government must deal with. Like now in South Africa, we have designed a master plan for implementation of tourism. Mm -hmm. But before we concluded it, we had almost two years of consultation with the private sector. But talking about SMMEs, the majority of businesses in tourism are SMMEs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we encourage the big players in the tourism sector to increase their value chain by using the smaller companies to outsource some of the tourism sector tasks to them. Okay. From government side, how we are assisting SMMEs, we've got a program, we've got a program that we call market access. Mm -hmm. So say for instance there's a trade fair in China or in the UK or anywhere else in the world in Kenya. Um, what we will do is that as government, my department, we will pay for the accommodation, for the flights, and the space to rent at an ex expo. Okay. And then in that way, expose the small medium enterprises to the, the global market. That's, that's called our market access program, yes. Mm. That's encouraging. Okay, now t tourism was one of the largest hit sectors um, by the COVID pandemic with far-reaching impact and numerous destinations are grappling with, with other major stresses and shocks ranging from electricity, water shortages to extreme weather events. How best can South Africa and China tourism sectors work together to implement transformational shifts that can benefit a resilient and inclusive future for the travel and tourism sectors? Yes, we also have to adapt as the tourism sector. Right. We need to play our role to reduce carbon emissions. Mm -hmm. So the engagement with the airlines is to say, you know, um, start going greener. Yeah. But in terms of our own buildings, our guest houses, hotels, as government of South Africa, we've put an incentive for the private sector. Mm -hmm to retrofit their establishment, mm -hmm. the gas house or hotels with PV solar panels, mm -hmm. with water reduction measures. Mm -hmm. And in that way, and we give a grant up to a million rand okay. for an institution. In that way, they save on overhead cost, mm -hmm. reduction in water, lower electricity cost, but also it helps them that the visitor to their establishment has got an uninterrupted stay yeah. and not having to be bothered with load shedding yeah, or yes. something with water. So the whole tourism sector must look towards green. And I know the hospitality sector, like the hotels and that, they're doing major, major upgrades to, to go green. Mm -hmm. But in the process, it's an investment because they also save money after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
It looks like a lot of work as well for the for the smaller companies as well. Because I'm also as you're talking, I'm thinking the, the smaller the, the the SMEs. You also have to probably educate them a lot and on on. on yes, because you know the way we approach it. First of all, is that we call for proposals for help from the SMMEs, and then once an, uh, a guest house say in a township that I want to green my guest yes. house. The department provide the service to go and do an audit of that guest house to see what will be needed in terms of solar PV panels and water reduction. That we do free of charge. Okay, okay. Then we now have an idea of the kind of funding that they need. So we put in the first input cost by giving that guest house a grant. Yeah. If the grant is not sufficient, we then help them to approach commercial banks to give them the balance of the loan at good rates. Mm -hmm. And we approach the um, multilateral institutes and all of that. So we don't leave them. And even thereafter, we continue to work with them uh, to now promote that guest house mm -hmm. as a green guest house. Mm -hmm. And you know, lots of tourists today are looking for okay, that, yes. for, 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 for that Some kind of, yeah. of, of retrofitting that we yeah. are doing. Yeah. So there are value in for, for both sides. Okay, I guess everybody, those who are not, who don't have that uh, greenhouse uh, mentality need to pull up their socks. No, <laughs> even, even, you know what, you, it's, it's very difficult today to find investment mm. that include anything that has to do with fossil fuel. Mm -hmm. Many, many financial institutions don't borrow money if it in involves coal and oil and things like that. Ever wondered what's actually going on in Africa through the perspective of an African? How are things really going between China and Africa? What's the narrative of this relationship? Well, get a perspective with China-Africa Talk. Hear from African diplomats, entrepreneurs, academics, Chinese natives, and more. Get on our wavelength every week to find out what's real with China Africa Talk. Find us on your favorite podcast. We'll see you there. The South African Ministry of Tourism hosts the Tourism Beijing Seminar Tourism Dialogue. Perhaps how could this change the outlook and perception of South Africa? And do travel agents, like um, we, we notice here, even here at the forum, there's several travel agents, but do they, are they, do they have the adequate access to information, images and commercials on South Africa to share with their clients? Oh, they have more than enough. And, and we also supply, we engage continuously, even by virtual meetings, mm -hmm. with the tour operators in China. Mm -hmm. Like now we're going to op uh, engage with them on a monthly basis mm -hmm. to hear if there's any visa problems that they've picked up. Okay. We know that the Chinese travelers like to travel in groups. So uh, the tour operator is a key partner in the whole value chain. Yeah. We value tour operators that are here. China is very strict in that all their tour operators are registered mm. and they've got compliance that they have to adhere to. Mm. But we will connect them. The next step is that we will invite uh, tour operators from China to visit South Africa to see for themselves. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to organize tour operators from South Africa to come to China. 
But in terms of content and material, we, uh, we uh, constantly provide that to them. We are very happy that since February 2023, up till the end of August 2023, we have welcomed back more than 28,000 Chinese visitors to our shores. So we would like to grow the number of visitors to South Africa, but we will also be doing a joint marketing with China so that South African visitors also come uh, um, uh, to China. So there is a great uh, potential to even further grow this effort and therefore we are here to come and listen and get advice uh, from the Chinese tour operators the Chinese tech companies and, and all the uh, sectors involved in tourism. How can we as South Africa improve? What more do you want us to do? What are the needs of the Chinese traveler so that we can package our tourism packages to suit the needs of the Chinese traveler? China is a very friendly country. Uh, China has got many years of relationship, 25 years diplomatic that we are now uh, celebrating. And therefore, we have diverse offerings to any tourists that want to visit our country. As I was saying, that we are also going to enter into partnerships with the technology companies in China to renegotiate our agreement with Tencent. We are meeting with the banks so that we have a banking system whereby the Alipay and the WeChat Pay that uh, Chinese tourism, tourists, I mean, people are using in China they will be able to also use that in South Africa. In a few words to the tourists in China, what makes South Africa worth visiting? Oh, we know it is a long haul destination, but it's worth the miles that you are flying. We've got a wider range of offerings to a complete family. There's something for every member of the family to do. But we have got our normal safaris, Table Mountain, um, and of course the animals, but we have got a lot more, you know, uh, and a lot more affordable. South Africa is a destination that's value for money uh, because of the exchange rates and the currencies. And there are good packages that we can put together, but not only in South Africa, we can also link you to the region. You can go from uh, um, South Africa to visit Botswana, can go to Kenya. You know, Kenya is a good example of cooperation between South Africa and Kenya. Mm -hmm. Kenya never had a visa dispensation with South Africa. Okay. And about eight, nine months ago, uh, the presidents decided that Kenyans can visit South Africa with a 90-day visa. You know, 
The result of that is that Kenya is the fastest growing market into South Africa. There's now Kenyan Airlines that flies right down to Cape Town, that flies from Johannesburg and vice versa. So a lot more South Africans now are traveling to Kenya. Why I'm using this example is to illustrate that if the visa regime is uh, accessible mm -hmm. and it's not problematic, if you've got air access uh, between the two countries, you're bound to grow. Sure. You know, Kenya illustrated that to us in, in, in a couple of 10 months. Minister Deer, oh, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Thanks again. See you next time.